0: 29 ascribe to the Lord O heavenly beings ascribe to the Lord glory and strength ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters the God of glory thunders the Lord over mighty waters the voice of the Lord is powerful. the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The, The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 9. At that time, and now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days visions were not widespread at that time Eli whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see was lying down in his room the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel and he said here I am and ran to Eli and said here I am for you called me but he said I did not call lie down again So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call it, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, "'Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, "'Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.'" So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. Meanwhile Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found anyone who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting Good morning and welcome to Thursday After Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 29, which is a new psalm, uh, focusing on the voice of God and the voice of the Lord. Then we have readings from 1 Samuel 3 and Acts 9. Um, Each of them are dealing with... uh, Gonna say Revelation, but that's not entirely helpful. We um, in the <clears throat> in the first Samuel reading. We're actually going back in time, and so we've been um, hearing about Solomon and his visitation from the Queen of Sheba, and before that, we were hearing from David, and uh, during um, uh, Christmas and now we're going way back before King Saul. Um, Samuel was the last of the um, I don't know if he was a judge. I think he was. I think he was a judge and a prophet. Samuel is basically the, the, the person who God appointed to go find Saul and anoint him king reluctantly, um, saying to Samuel that, you know, it's not you, that, Samuel, that they are rejecting. Uh, they are rejecting me, God, as their, their, their king and their ruler. Um, But this is even earlier than that. Samuel is the daughter, or I'm sorry, the son of Hannah. And Hannah was barren, just like Sarah, and just like a number of the matriarchs. And she prayed to God and said, if you'll just give me a son, I will dedicate him to the Lord. And so she does. She gives him away to the high priest, Eli. And so Samuel uh, it says in... um, well it's actually kind of late Samuel wasn't aware of of the Lord didn't know God Um, that isn't that he was a bad person or that he was clueless there seems to be this um, impression that at some point you reach a certain realization about God and so Samuel is hearing this voice um, while he's sleeping in or near the temple I'm not sure Um, and he hears his, his name and he thinks it's Eli he goes to run to Eli twice and the third time Eli realizes that God is calling Samuel and Samuel doesn't doesn't quite understand it so he says to Samuel go go back and lay down and when you hear your name again address God um, because uh, that's who's calling he doesn't tell Samuel but that's clearly what's going on um, and and uh, is verse seven where Eli uh or I'm sorry, Samuel is said that he that the Lord had not been revealed to Samuel yet. So it isn't like something wrong with Samuel. It's just, you know, he hadn't uh come upon the the comprehension of or or been revealed by God. Um and it's coupled with this reading from Acts 9, the conversion of Saul, the the road to Damascus story, where um, Saul, before he becomes Paul, and it's, it's actually kind of the same name. One's Hebraic, one's Roman or Latin, and whatever. Um, and uh, it sets the stage by saying that Saul is going around, like going out of his way to find these uh, heretical... Jews who think that the Messiah has come, and he see, and he gets this, you know, kind of stamp of approval from the Sanhedrin, of the high, you know, the religious leaders, and he's going out looking for them. When he, on his way to Damascus, when he's struck off his horse, and one thing that's important, or one thing that I noticed, is that Saul addresses this voice as Lord as well. Um, he doesn't know that it's Jesus. He doesn't know that it's God. Um, because to Saul at this point those are two very different people Um, but he addresses him Lord as well and we hear that in the psalm over and over and over again and Lord is something like Sir Um, in the military you know I didn't know many of my officers first names Um, I knew their last names but I typically didn't refer to them that way I usually just referred to them as Sir Um, and that seems to me to be an equivalent here that Saul, if he did think it was Jesus, he sure as hell wouldn't address him as Lord because he thinks that the people that s- refer that way to Jesus are heretics and, and bound for trial and, and possible... I don't know if they were... Well, Stephen was stoned, but I don't know if that was kind of an exceptional case. I mean, he addresses this voice as, Sir, uh, what, what's going on? He knows it's an authority, um and uh I think that's sometimes get lost when we see Lord either in all caps or capital you know first letter capitalized. we lose sight of what's behind it, and for the military, I think it's it is important to think of it as you know it's clearly uh, a title of authority uh sir, I think is an equivalent, and for those of you who are officers, there isn't a a certain kind of uh responsibility that um I think alters it. But for most of the military, enlisted people, calling someone Sir was also a reminder, it was this humble reminder of where you stood. Paul knows, or Saul knows, that he stands um somewhere below uh this being that has done something to him. Um and Samuel does not know, and Samuel is actually a hero um throughout the literature, there's very few places where Samuel, you know, kind of F's up like Saul and in some instances, David as well. Um, but, um, the, the realization of, of yourself in this wider thing of being servile or, or subordinate to something else, um, I think is uh, not necessarily something that you do wrong. And actually made me think of, uh, you know, and hopefully you might think of it as well, this moment where you came to realize the authority in your life, um, whatever that authority might be. Um, For me, for a while, it was officers. Um, But just like, you know, parents, you begin to lose a certain optimism for officers and other authorities. That isn't to say that authority goes away, um, but we find um, we... I think we we make our authorities, sometimes it's our phone, sometimes it's our job, sometimes it's, you know, whatever it is that we worship. Um, But to, I encourage you this morning to think about the authorities in your life. Maybe they're principalities and powers. Maybe they are um, the voice of the Lord. Um, But think about the ways in which um, you are subordinate to something, um, the ways in which authority acts in your life. Um, not the authority that you exercise, uh, not the power that you exercise, but the power that is given to you by something else to uh, be responsible with, uh, to do justly and rightly with. Um, because power doesn't just come from nothing. Um, you know, Saul wasn't just knocked down by a gust of wind. And, and Samuel didn't just hear, you know, a wind chime outside. The power power comes from somewhere, and it passes through us, and how we use that power is important, and where we see that power is coming is important. It affects how we use it. Uh, and so uh, I hope I might be your Eli telling you to go lie down, and, and the next time you see power being given to you, authority being given to you, um, that you uh, interrogate it. That you stand there and say to yourself, um, "Where is this coming from? Who is speaking to me? Where is it? You know, what power am I being um, offered, and how will I exercise it?" Because even the lowest of the low, you know, the the E1 private boot grunt, you know, they still have power, whether they think they do or not, um, and it's a matter of of, of being aware of that, coming to the realization of the authority and the power that's given to us and where it comes from, um, and then what we do with it. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly. Grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash first formation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month. And you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer request of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.